Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. Making no talent an art form since 2012. Now I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, they sometimes are irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe-smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine. Tonight, back on Tuesday night, every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time, but we're back on schedule again. And I am currently uh, hanging out in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, So for tonight's show in Pipe Parts, there is a uh, YouTube YouTube channel guy, YouTube member named Bulky Boo, who put together a group of uh, TV commercials, and it's Bulky's bunch of pipe tobacco commercials. So in Pipe Parts, we're going to talk about that. There'll be links in the show uh, on the show page for you to click directly onto those videos if you want to watch them afterwards. But this is a history-packed episode because not only are we talking about old pipe tobacco commercials. We have Bill Fuhrbach of the SM Frank Company, manufacturers of K. Woody, Medico, Yellow Bowl. He's going to be my guest tonight. Um, Music, because of one of the commercials. Mailbag and a history Mark Twain-related rave, thanks to my friend Dan Locklear for sending me the article. So all that is coming up in this episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. Um, January is here, and we're finally getting some uh, win- some winter weather on the East Coast, and you know, it's nice to, nice to feel the cool air, but uh, it's also nice to start thinking about where we're going to go to travel when the weather starts getting a little nasty. So, ask me, where am I going to travel? Now that wintertime is heavily set upon us, <laughs> Um, Denmark and uh, Chicago. And those are the places that I've got set for February. Also, don't forget uh, Homewood, Alabama, February 20th for International Pipe Smoking Day. I will be at the Briary all day long. So if you're in the area, please stop by. All right. Enough rambling. We'll get the show going. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to the Sutliff Tobacco Company. And here we go. If you're looking for quality, if you're looking for variety, and if you're looking for someone with reputation for nothing but the best, you're looking for CupofJoes.com. CupofJoes.com has hundreds of pipes to choose from and thousands of different pipe tobaccos. CupofJoes.com is also your one-stop shop for Peterson Pipes, their exclusive line of Peterson Kelly Pipes. Check out their remodeled website at CupofJoes.com and be sure to like them on Facebook, CupofJoes.com. Quality products at extraordinary prices. Italians have always been known for their aesthetic passion. It's their birthright, their legacy. And just like Savinelli, it continues to grow and evolve. It is ever-changing. Milan, 1876. Achilles Savinelli set out to change the way the world viewed smoking pipes, opening one of the world's first specialist tobacco shops. From one small storefront to a factory that delivered handmade pipes all over the world, the legacy he forged became one filled with success and prestige. Achilles' dream is carried on today by his family, who continues the Savinelli legacy. 
Each year, Savinelli debuts a series of new, forward-thinking designs, comprised of quality-crafted pipes shaped from some of the best briar in the world. Behind every beautiful object, there's a story. Start your own chapter. Visit your local tobacconist or premium online dealer today. Welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show. And all right, here we go in pipe parts. This will be fun. Hopefully it uh, hopefully it comes through for you. So I poked around YouTube, and we're going to put uh, links up to all these on uh, the show page so that you can go to YouTube if you want to and see them. But I found some old commercials, old pipe and pipe tobacco commercials. And the first one we're going to start off with is for Ewan Reese & Company. It's the only retail uh, retailer commercial that I found. And it's a very simple commercial that was played during a break in a, a hockey game in 1972. As they talk about the stuff that's on the screen, it just flashes through some simple photographs of it. So uh, sit back and enjoy this. Canada 4. This is game 8 from Moscow. Iwan Reese is the house that tobacco built in Chicago since 1857. In our 115 years, Three Star has become the largest selling private label tobacco in the world. Iwan Reese Three Star is the first mix and match tobacco ever made, a modern mix of exciting taste to match every mood. Smoke your particular favorites or mix two or three for an adventurous flavor change. Each of the seven remarkable Three Stars has its own different taste characteristic yet all of them are compatible. Our specially priced sampler gives you a chance to experiment. IRC mix and match mixtures are all specially created for the tastes of American men, with their women in mind, based on the American way that no matter what tobacco appeals to a man's taste, aromatic or non-aromatic, light, rich, or in between, he'll enjoy it that much more if she likes the aroma. We're at 17 South Wabash in Madison in the heart of the loop. Stop in or send for our free full-color smokers catalog. Notice it said 1972, so if uh, if she doesn't enjoy it, he won't enjoy it either. And our next one, I'll try to describe the scene for you, but it's for Condor Mild Blend, as they just introduced it, brand new to the market, uh, probably early 1980s. And the guy enjoying the Condor Mild Blend operates the uh, channel locks in... Uh, uh, in the canals of northern England. And his job is when a boat comes in to raise and lower it and uh, flood or drain the channel. Well, the uh, guy that you're going to hear talking is the captain of the boat that's coming into the channel. And I'll tell you what he does to him after you listen to this. Now the condor's no rising Oh, condor mild. Same old condor, all such a mild brains all again. Oh, well, welcome aboard, old boy. Yes, I didn't even remember my first pipe full of condor. We were just rounding the cape. We were trying to going up. The captain turned to me and said, what time Nothing should disturb oh, yeah. that condor moment. The canal operator at the end of that drains the channel, and as you hear, the uh, boat captain sinking down to not disturb his uh, condor moment. All right, the next one is a real short one. It's for Aaron Moore, and it shows a 
typical British man wearing a blue blazer and a necktie sitting in a leather chair in a gorgeous looking library and he's got a big book and uh, he opens up the book and inside of it is where he secretly stores his uh, favorite pouch of Aaron Moore. Mild, smooth Aaron Moore. Your secret's safe with us. I'd like to have a, a library like that. Um, and sticking in, uh, sticking with the British theme, um, here's an ad for Gold Block that takes place at a British country club. And uh, if you listen closely, it's a uh, son of a former member that is applying for membership. One of the old timers comes up and is uh, looking for tobacco. The punchline that you'll see at the if you watch the video at the end of it is when he does offer him a bowl of tobacco, uh, the old timers holding a standard group three or group four. And when he sees that it's gold block tobacco, he pulls out this group six, group seven, Astley's bent Dublin starts to fill it up. And, uh, then further walks off with the pouch of tobacco. So here's the ad for gold block. Davenport, isn't it? Up for membership. Yes, that's right. You know, your father, he was a pipe man. And a generous chap, as I recall. Oh, I'm sorry. Would you care to... Go block, eh? <laughs> My word. Do you think there'll be any problem with my membership? None at all at this rate, old chap. None at all. Hey. Go block. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. So apparently if you uh, smoke gold block and uh, let the old timer at the country club take your pouch, your membership is good to go in the country club. All right, we will do uh, one more, and this is a celebrity pitch for Sir Walter Raleigh Pipe Tobacco featuring none other than George Burns. It's me, George Burns, for a guy who used to smoke cigars, even in the shower. I never thought I'd get real smoking satisfaction from a pipe tobacco, but this Sir Walter Raleigh is terrific. Made from all burly tobacco, mellow, rich, really a quality smoke. Terrific. And the pouch matches my shower curtains. The quality pipe tobaccos of America. So if you ever wanted to know what George Burns' shower curtains look like, um, just watch this video of old Sir Walter Raleigh pipe tobacco. All right, if you want to if, if you want to do more of these, just let me know. I've got a few more, and I think they're fun. Uh, send any comments you got to Brian at PipesMagazine.com or post comments on the Pipes Magazine radio show page. And in just a minute, Bill Fuhrbach will be on the phone with me. This is Internet Radio. It's Saturday morning at the crack of dawn. The cool chill of night still clings to the air as the sun slowly rises over the misty surface of the lake. You've waited all week for just this moment. You know that today is going to be epic. Everything is here to ensure perfection. From the nice full cooler packed with your favorite suds to the other empty one waiting to be filled with piles of freshly caught fish. 
Reaching into your pocket, you pull out your trusty briar and fill it with your favorite tobacco, aptly named Great Outdoors. It is the perfect smoke for moments like these. A strike, a flash, and your tobacco is lit. As the delicious mixture ignites and swirls over your tongue and the deep, rich burleys with a hint of sweet Virginia dance in your mouth, you smile. Casting your first line into the water, the slowly widening ripples begin to stir as you feel the first bite of the day tug at your line. Now you know it truly is going to be a good day and a perfect time to enjoy the simple yet unmatchable pleasures of the great outdoors. Great Outdoors is another fine quality pipe tobacco manufactured by Sudliff, America's oldest tobacco company and is available at fine tobacconists everywhere. Enjoy your perfect day by purchasing a tin today. Welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show, and I'm excited to have joining us. Uh, Bill, I'm not sure your exact title, but I know you're in charge of everything at the SM Frank Company, and we're going to learn a whole lot about the history and the pipes that you're making now so let's welcome Bill Fuhrbach to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Glad to be here, Brian. All right, so what is your exact title there? You're in charge, owner, operator? Um, I am technically president and uh, chief bottle washer. Um, do everything from you know sales to pipe making to uh, you know, occasionally helping out in shipping, filter production, wherever the need is, I'm there. So you got my hands in, in pretty much everything. Yeah, so you're in charge of everything at that moment. That's that's correct. <laughs> and my father, uh, who was was in the business for a lot of years, um, he's the uh, principal shareholder of the company. Uh, we're, a, I guess you'd call it, call it a closely held corporation. Uh, he owns about sixty-five percent of the shares. So we know that Dad's in charge, really. Um, well, he he re- he retired, uh, I guess, officially about two years ago. Um, yeah, he poke, he's he's only about five miles from here where he lives, so he pokes his head in once in a while just to let us know he's still around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's work um, let's work backwards with the history. Um, how did sure. the company get into your family? Oh, well, um, I'm actually the fourth generation of my family in the business. Uh, it's kind of a long story. Um, my great-grandfather uh, came to this country in 1897 from Germany. Um, at the age of 17, he went to work for the William DeMuth Pipe Company. Yeah. Um, he, at that time, or, sh- or shortly after joining uh, William DeMuth, he met Sam Frank Sr., who was, had his own business. He was more like, I guess, like a sales rep, more or less, at that time, um, selling brands of, of pipes and cigars. He, he did eventually um, have his own facility for producing pipes, but he was selling the DeMuth line on the side, so he was always at the at the factory and, and 
you know, started a relationship with my great-grandfather. Um, in 1922, uh, S.M. Frank Company was incorporated and coincided with their purchase of the Manhattan Briar Pipe Company, um, which gave them a larger production facility uh, where they started producing Frank pipes. Uh, the Medeco line didn't start until 1932, I believe it was. Um, so there were pipes made with Frank. It was kind of like a script Frank on the shank. Uh, they may have also had, uh, you know, a brand or like a, a line name um, uh, as well with, with the Frank. You know, my great-grandfather was active up until 1960 uh, with S.M. Frank. Then he retired. Um, at one point in 1955, in March, uh, uh, Sam, well, it was actually Sam's son at that point, because Mr. Frank, Sam Sr., had, re had uh, passed away in the 1940s. So it was his son then that was running the company. And he purchased, in 1955, the K. Woody and Yellow Ball lines, um, that company. Uh, you know, my grandfather was also in the company at that point. Uh, my father came in in 1962 after graduating from college. Um, and it was, I think it was 19, I want to say 19, well, 1990s when I started with the company. And a few years after that, uh, Sam Jr. Um, had wanted to sell his shares of the stock. Um, you offered them to my father, who purchased them. Um, so combined with that purchase and shares that he had been gifted or inherited from my grandfather, uh, you know, came to own 65% of the company. And now so we have... Now our family, in a nutshell. <laughs> and, and now we have the... the the company today, and is it fair to say that the uh, that the flagship brand is K. Woody? Um, yes, um, although the Medeco line, um, we do more more pipes uh, in Medeco than we do in K. Woody. Uh, primarily, I think that's because of pricing. They're priced a little lower. And we also... On the accessory side, we have the Medeco filter, which is a significant, uh, uh, you know, sales number. All right, let's let's uh, talk about Medeco for know, a minute. The KWD line is our, you know, more expensive line and, and you know, better quality and, and whatnot. So let's talk about Medeco for a minute. Uh, how did it get its name? Huh. Um, you've got me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think, um, the, you know, the filter was developed in 1932. The name was, was trademarked in 1932. Um, I, I'm assuming that it has something to do with, you know, smoking a filtered pipe was maybe a little healthier for you. It, it took some of the tar and nicotine out of the smoke stream. Um, I'm assuming that it was... Uh, you know, the name was came about as a result of that, that it was a healthier way to enjoy your tobacco. How would you describe the Medeco 
filter? Because it, it is different than a lot of the other filters out on the market. Well, it's similar, you know, um, it's a paper filter. Uh, there's several layers of, of a, an absorbent paper that are twisted together and, and heat sealed with a with a external cellophane. Um, the interior of the filter uh, has a paper that's we put some perforations in that create these little tabs of paper that, you know, extend into the center of the filter, which help trap any ash or, you know, flakes of tobacco that may pull through. Um, and also has a way of wicking the moisture to the, the body of the filter. Um, and they only work on so medical pipes. Um, any pipe that will accommodate a six millimeter filter. Okay. Um, so there's Dr. Grabo, of course, and then there's other brands uh, that do, uh, uh, you know, can accept a six millimeter filter. And that includes also the there's the Medico cigar holders and the and the accessory. Correct. We have one. a we have a, a filtered cigar holder that uses a filter and a cigarette filter or a fil uh, cigarette holder that also uses a Medico filter. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Quick, real quick aside, friend of mine that is, uh, was married to one of, one of the Disney animators for 50 years. She still left his desk the same way it was when he passed away 15 years ago. He had Medico cigarette holders on his desk and that's all he used. Yeah, they do, you know, I mean, a filtered uh, cigarette, you know, does take out some of the stuff out of the, out of the smoke. And, you know, this is just further uh, filtering the smoke uh, with the Medico filter uh, as the smoke, you know, passes through the filter as opposed to over it or uh, like on some of the other, uh, you know, filtered uh, media. And what is how did how did Yellow Bowl come into the group? Um, well, Yellow Bowl was started by um, Kaufman Brothers and Bondi, which was the uh, the company that started the K Woody line. Um, it was started in the, also in the early 1930s. Um, it was you know they were lower priced than the K Woody line. I think it was. I don't want to call it a seconds line, but it was, you know, Briar that was not quite up to K. Woody standards uh, was used on the Yellow Bowl line. Um, still, you know, some very good wood, but just, you know, had some surface flaws or whatnot that needed maybe uh, some additional rustication or maybe some, uh, some fill material. And I think what a lot of people need to know, or, or some of us, some of us already know, is that in the 1930s, I mean, K. Woody was a premier priced pipe. It was more expensive than most of the pipes coming from England, including uh, including Dunhill. Yeah, that, that's that's true. Yeah, pipes. Uh, the upper end of the K. Woody line in the 1930s, um, you know, they were selling for ten dollars at that time, which was was you know, quite a bit compared to what a guy would make in a in a week. Um, 
there was the straight grain K Woodies, which were the highest in the early 30s, and then uh, the flame grain line came out in 1937, uh, which was the uh, the top end at that time. Talking about Yellow Bowl for a minute, what what I, the, what I like was the the Yellow Bowl story of the Honey Girl. Uh, right, right. Were Yellow Bowls actually honey lined? There was honey in the original mixture, um, not currently being used, but it was in the original mixture, and of course that you know spawned a whole line of of advertising. You know, the Honey Girl, and there's. Uh, you know, there was a little, little like honey bee in some of the advertisings. Um, so it was a way to, I guess, market and advertise. Uh, you know that that line of pipes. We're gonna take a break right here. When we come back, we'll talk more about uh, K Woody. We'll talk about what you're doing now. We'll talk about the Christmas party, which I've seen pictures from. So stay with us. A whole lot more to get through. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corn Cob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corn cob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. My name is Shane Ireland, and I'm the pipe manager at SmokingPipes.com. It's my job to source and select the absolute best pipes from all over the world. We take collecting seriously, so you should think of us as your team of personal pipe shoppers. When you browse our site and make your selection, the pipe you've picked out has traveled from the maker to our merchandising and quality control department. It was then given to our highly skilled photographers, videographers, and copywriters before being carefully and lovingly packaged by our shipping team. The pipe you see is the pipe you get, and it's just the one you've been searching for. Whether you're on the hunt for that next special piece to add to your collection, or would simply like a recommendation from our extensive selection of tobaccos, give us a call at 1-888-366-0345, and our friendly experts will be glad to assist you. We are quality. We are experts. We are collectors. We are SmokingPipes.com. Hi, this is Pipe Babe Cynthia, and you're listening to the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, visiting with Bill Fuhrbach. And, uh, Bill, I, I'm thinking for trade shows and pipe shows, maybe you should bring back the Honey Girls. Uh, yeah, a little, uh, little models on the side. Yeah. Uh, to help sell the pipes, that'd be great. Or just, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, so... <laughs> So there are there are a lot of passionate K Woody collectors on the market, yeah, you know, still out there collecting K Woody pipes from years gone by. Um, you're still producing K Woodies, uh, inclu- yes. including handmaids. So talk That's us yeah. talk us through the line that you have now. Um, well, uh, on the K Woody line. Um, there are probably 15 um, current named lines that are produced. Um, 
there's uh, Kaywoody Saxon, Campus, uh, Drinkless, Rough Tone, Red Root, Supergrain, Connoisseur, Flame Grain, uh, Rough, I don't know if I said Rough Tone yet. Um, and then there's Supreme, Prima, Elite, Majestic, Zabiata, Burlcut, uh, Elegante. Um, Right. Currently, they range at retail from like fifty to sixty dollars. Or I'm sorry, thirty-five to sixty dollars. Um, during, interestingly, uh, this past year, uh, we have. Uh, this might be the first time that it's announced publicly. Um, we are discontinuing the screw-in K-Woody. Uh oh. Or phasing it out. Um. So all K Woodies, with the exception of the K Woody Campus line, um, will be push-in stems, rubber or lucite stems, uh, just a push-in, you know, non-condenser uh, pipe. Um, we did this for a couple reasons, uh, but primarily I think it's it would appeal more to the uh, today's pipe smoker to have an unfiltered. Um, pipe. Yeah, and not have to worry about getting the screw the screws dead on to line it up to screw it back in. Mm, that's that's it. Yeah. Um, another another reason for that decision was um, uh, the supplier of the parts is no longer in business. <laughs> so uh, um, to try and find a new supplier who will make quantities that uh, make sense um, we felt was going to be a, a task uh, so that was the other uh, the other side of that coin but um, uh, we have we've heard nothing but uh, positive uh, responses so far so yeah I, that that excites me because it makes it first of all it makes it easy to use the pipe with a pipe cleaner if you need to in the middle of the bowl correct. and correct uh, and today's pipe smoker is uh, is one bowl a day, where I think the condensers might have been made for the guy that smoked the same pipe all day long. Uh, that's that's true. So the the net, the new modern era of K Woody is coming right now. Right, that's true. Yep. So then, in addition to uh, you know those lines, we also do. Um, you know, a line of handmaids, um, which are, you know, a little more uh, at a higher price point um, in the, I would say, 125 to 250 range. Typically, they're larger. Uh, they're all, you know, hand-shaped um, either on a lathe uh, one at a time or they're more like a freehand, which is, uh, you know, rough-shaped, just on a, a, a coarse grit sanding wheel. Um, almost all of them feature uh, lucite stems, mostly black. Uh, personally, I do like the tortoise uh, lucite, the way that looks, uh, so we use that quite a bit. Uh, but we've also used some other colors, like, like uh, some green and some, uh, some blue. Uh, on some limited numbers, but uh, and all the handmaids are made in 
upstate New York in your uh, in your factory? That's correct. All, all all of our pipes are currently made in our facility in New York. So there's a uh, there's an American made pipe for a hundred and twenty five to two hundred bucks. That's right. Um, where is the best place to go to purchase the uh, the handmaids? Uh, websites uh, that carry them. Uh, the one that comes to mind um, is WV Smoke Shop. Um, they have a, a little selection of them. Uh, they're produced in limited numbers, so the amount that are out there on you, know, you can find online are. are uh, are pretty low. Um, we have had some on pipesandcigars.com. Um, they can be purchased direct. Uh, anybody who's interested can can email or, or call the company, and we can you know send pictures of what's available. Uh, we don't currently put them on our website uh, because of the limited numbers and. And your website is smfrankcoinc.com. It's smfrankcompanyincorporated.com. There's there's a ton ton more history that people can go there and read about the old brands and read about the time frame of it. There's a history section on there. Uh, in particular, the story about the pipes going to the West Coast in the 1850s after the gold rush, that would have meant that you might have been able to buy uh, a uh, buy a K. Woody at, a, at the Sutliff Pipe Shop in San Francisco. Well, at that time, it probably would have been the KB&B line, uh, as K. Woody didn't come out until 1919. But, yeah, pipes from the company, yes, uh, would have been out there. Uh possibly in the Sutliff store. Well, they should have had only the finest pipes available, so... That's true. <laughs> and at that time, I don't know of any other companies in the United States uh, at that time making making briar pipes. Yeah, so that... that, that... I'm sure there were some. I mean, the DeMuth, DeMuth company was around later, well, 1870, uh, I think is when they started, but... Uh... I mean that date caught me because that's right at the beginning of the Briar Pipe, really. Mm. Well, originally KB and B, which was founded in 1851, um, was mostly dealing in meerschaums, um, and they were a shop in, this, in New York City and were importing meerschaums uh, out of Austria, primarily, and. Um, Sold cigars and other other men's items. Um, it was probably not until around early 1860s that they started producing briar pipes. Right around there. So when you're not uh, when you're not at work, what else keeps you busy up there in uh, in upstate? <laughs> well, it seems like I'm at work a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Huh. Well, uh, my free time, I I enjoy. I have a few friends who play, uh, who are musicians, and I like to go and see them play in clubs and go out to 
my you know my kids and, and my nieces and nephews are in the area, so I spend time with family. And uh, my kids are older now, so I'm not involved coaching coaching little league baseball anymore. But uh, was heavily involved in that uh, during their teen years. And and I know from having lived up there for a year, um, shoveling snow becomes a, a hobby during the winter. It does. Well, luckily we haven't had any yet this year, but uh, uh, yeah, kind of the, the cold winters kind of curtail what you can do outside uh, for a few months. <laughs> but so, you know, sometimes you know, I golf during the summer here and there. And I, I I bowl and things like that. Uh, try and keep myself busy. Go to the gym once in a while. I drive by the gym once in a while. Um, like I say, once in a while. Okay, good. When I'm feeling bad about things, you know. <laughs> Tell us about the Christmas party and how the and how the idea got started. Wow. Um, okay. That um, I'm a member of the Hudson Valley Pipe Club, uh, which I think I've been a member since the late '90s. Um, we. At that time, we used to be able to meet in uh, restaurants that would allow smoking. Um, we we have a dinner, you know, smoke our pipes, talk about pipes. We were fortunate to have other pipe makers uh, in our area who became members: uh, Rolando uh, De Goita, Joe Scoda, uh, Paul Bonacquisti is not too far away, so he's uh, a member. Um, we would always do a, a dinner uh, right before Christmas, and one of these, I'm trying to think, it was probably 2002, we said, hey, let's do a smoking contest. <laughs> um, so it was just us. We brought our own pipe. It was not uh, not all the same pipe, and we had our first little contest, which was fun, and then talking about it over the next year, we said, hey, let's let's get a pipe made of course i've made the pipe <laughs> um and it was just us again just our group and then further discussion uh it was like hey let's see if some of the guys from the new york pipe club might be interested how about the sherlock pipe club and up in boston and we you know i know a few guys from each and sent out a feeler and you know, had about 25 30 guys the next year and just kind of kind of went from there we you know, posted on some of the forums, and we had, you know, guys coming from the Pocono Club and the Philadelphia Club and the Baltimore Club. Uh, we even had have had guys come from Texas and Tennessee uh, who happened to be in the area on business, but they arranged their travel uh, to coincide with our with our contest. <laughs> so this past year, we we did it just before. It's always been the second. Uh, Saturday in, in uh, December, and we had sixty, I think, sixty-two people there. Wow! So that's about where it's been the last couple of years. Um, I mean, it's a smoking contest, it's a dinner, it's a holiday party, it's a mini pipe show. We have about fifteen tables of exhibitors. Uh, you know, pipe makers, uh, state pipes. 
and the best part is it's held the best part is it's held right there in the SM Frank facility well um, it was <laughs> up until two years ago uh, we had moved uh, in 2014 to a to a new facility uh, about 20 miles north um, and as a result of that move we didn't have quite the space to accommodate an event like that um, so luckily, uh, two of our pipe club members are members at a rod and gun club, um, and they have a, in their clubhouse, they have a room that's a decent size with a, with a kitchen. So we're able to uh, uh, do it there, and we've done it there the last two years. So, and we're in there. Continues. They're able to smoke in the uh, gun club. Uh, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> it's a private, it's a private club, so that. That kind of skirts the issue, I guess, of uh, in New York. Um, um, and being that it's only held once a year, uh, and it's posted to the members that this event's going on, that it's not been an issue. And it's open to uh, anybody. You don't have to be just a member of one of those pipe clubs. You just have to... Correct. I mean, initially when we when we expanded the size of it it was easier to contact you know members of, of various pipe clubs um, but you don't have to be a member of a pipe club um, you know we have had some you know, we probably get about eight or ten guys who are not affiliated who hear about it and just want to come it's a lot of fun I've seen the pictures I one of these days I got to make it up there for and uh, and hang yeah, out with you guys for the day. Yeah, it's good. It's uh, you know, it's a we put out a nice uh, Italian spread. Um, it's beer, wine, and guys bring scotch, and you know, it's a, it's like I say, it's a it's an all day event. It's not like a typical pipe show where guys you know will come in for a couple hours and leave. It's you come, you stay the day, you have something to drink, something to eat. Smoke a few pipes, maybe buy a few. So it's it's become a nice little tradition. Ah. Bill, we'll wrap this up with the fast five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer, just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? Okay, go ahead. What's your favorite pipe? <laughs> well, I would have to say Kate Woody. <laughs> but I do have some... Uh, a few Bonaquistis, that would probably be my uh, my favorite. What's your favorite tobacco? Um, anything Latakia. Uh, I like 965. I like a Peritif. I'm actually smoking vintage Syrian right now. Uh, what's your favorite drink? Um, Craig and Moore. Is that a uh, single malt? That's a single malt. Okay. On the mild side. Uh, enjoy that with a pipe. When it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? I'd say a movie. And the final question is going to be the hardest one for you. Do you have any particularly favorite pipe smoking related memory that we haven't talked about and that you're willing to talk about? 
Um, yeah, I think um, that's going to be. Uh, I'm, I'm good friends with Paul Bonacquisti. Um, a few years back, we made three pipes jointly. Um, a collaboration of sorts. I did some of the initial work. Uh, Paul did the sandblasting. Both of our names got stamped on it, K. Woody and Bonacquisti. His stem logo, my stem logo. Um, and they were made for myself, for Paul, and John Eels. And this past uh, September, Paul and I took a trip down to Richmond, and we finally uh, christened those three pipes and, and smoked them together for the first time. So that was probably my, my most favorite memory in pipe smoking. And I'll also add that you are the reason why I have one of the most prized possessions of my Disney Tabacchiana collection, uh, because you gave me the original purchase orders and the matching invoices from SM Frank to Disneyland for pipes that they bought. That's right. We we sold bunches of pipes uh, to Disneyland. Uh, Disney World, um, probably up until the mid-1980s, I would think. Yeah, so if you want to see those, they're on my, uh, they're on the Disney Tabacchiana Facebook page. It's Yeah, kind of strange to imagine pipes being sold on Main Street USA, but it actually did happen. Well, and you have no idea how much I appreciate you digging those out and then bringing them to me and giving them to me, and it's... Mm-hmm. I'm glad, glad to have uh, gotten them to somebody who appreciates them. <laughs> They're the only part of the collection that is actually in our fireproof safe. The rest of the collection is set out in boxes and stuff, but those are in the safe. So, yeah. <laughs> Along with wedding well, pictures, baby point. pictures, and anyway, uh, check out smfrankcoinc.com. Bill, thank you very much. Oh, Brian, thanks for having me. Uh, I enjoyed it. We'll be back in just a minute. Craftsmanship, history, tradition. These are the hallmarks of all quality products. From the finest wines bottled in France to the most highly engineered automobiles manufactured in Germany, Denmark has been the one country in the world where craftsmanship, history and tradition have for centuries created the finest pipe tobaccos in the world. Since 1887, the Halberg family have led the pipe tobacco industry through their ownership of Mac Barron Tobacco Company and they continue to create the most sought-after blends in the world today, just as they did over 100 years ago. In keeping with their long history of providing the world with the best tobacco on earth, Mac Barron is proud to announce their newest creation, Modern Virginia, as a loose-cut version and a flake version. Bright and dark, rich Virginia tobaccos have been combined with just a hint of burley for strength in this soft and smooth smoke with delicious fruit undertones. As the world leader in flake tobacco production, Mac Barron is sure that this blend will appeal to the true connoisseurs of traditional Virginia flake tobacco, as well as those who like their tobaccos on the sweeter side. Enjoy the culmination of centuries of experience by picking up a tin of Modern Virginia from Mac Barron Tobacco Company. Available at fine tobacconists everywhere. This is Internet Radio. Well, how's that for history? I mean, a pipe company that goes back to 1850, 1851, 
And uh, talk about a variety and jump. Last week, Alex Florov. This week, Kay Woody and Medico. All right, for music. Uh, for music tonight, you heard, the, you heard the ad with George Burns in it. And I found an audio track of George Burns singing with Bobby Vinton as time goes by. So here's uh, George Burns and his shower curtains. Kiss is still a kiss A sigh is just a sigh The fundamental things Apply As time goes by And when two lovers woo They still say I love you On that you can rely no matter what the future brings as time goes by Moonlight and love songs never out of date Hearts full of passion Jealousy and hate Woman needs man And man must have his mate That no one can deny It's still the same old story A fight for love and glory A case of do or die The world will always welcome lovers As time goes by Although George Burns was primarily a cigar smoker, uh, he did smoke a pipe occasionally. And uh, if you've 
follow me on Facebook, you'd see I posted a picture a couple of weeks ago of my great-grandfather smoking a pipe. He and George Burns remind me a lot alike. You know, two little Jewish guys that enjoyed to smoke and uh, had big ears. Congratulations, Skippy. You've got mail. Before we get into the mailbag, I want to remind you of a couple of upcoming pipe shows. Let's get through the uh, springtime pipe shows. And again, I can't, uh, I can't reiterate how important and how much fun going to a pipe show is. Uh, February 20th, St. Louis Pipe Show, St. Louis, Missouri. They've moved to a Masonic Hall, so check that out. On Saturday, March 12th, the... New York Pipe Show in uh, Newark, New Jersey. Same hotel, same place. And that's on Saturday, March 12th. You don't want to miss that one. And then uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, April 9th. The TAPS Show at the State of North Carolina Fairgrounds. That's Saturday, April 9th. And then the big show. Chicago is scheduled for the weekend, April 30th and May 1st. Events really start on uh, April 27th, 28th, and go all the way through to Monday. I mean, it's a uh, it's a long haul in Chicago. So there you go. Now we got you all the way through to uh, all the way through the spring on a pipe show. And again, I can't can't tell you how much fun they are, and can't tell you how important they are to get to. Um, all right, real quickly in the mailbag, uh, John Seiler writes, Hi, Brian. Finally, the finale of the Fast Five. You did get mileage out of the questions, and some of the answers were interesting. So I'm guessing, uh, I'm guessing, John, you got a little tired of that. Uh, anyway, um, hope some of it was interesting. John goes on to write, I know of Alex Florov and have seen his pipes. He makes some mighty fine pipes, just not my style. I like his philosophy of smoking sentimental pipes. Uh, Music Pablo's Reverie is a very nice piece. Uh, One of my favorite classical pieces is the New World Symphony by Anton Dvorak, a pipe smoker. Dvorak enjoyed smoking, and he often smoked preferably a pipe, but his wife Anna would drive him out of the flat if he lit up his pipe, so he preferred to smoke cigarettes. Uh, The composer is known for an anecdotal remark he addressed to one of his students. Quote, you don't smoke, then you'll never be a composer. All composers have to smoke. I'll have to research that and find it. Um, And then John says, the rant, you'd be surprised at how many people cannot perform basic mathematical calculations. Great show, worth the wait. Uh, Bill45 writes, hi, Brian, enjoyed the show. I'm not familiar with Alex, but took a look at his website and he does great work. I tend to smoke my sentimental pipes more often than my others. Love the choice of music. Very soothing. It amazes me that some people can't figure out 50% off without the help of a sign. How do they survive? Great show. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know how they survive either. And then uh, my friend Dino writes, This show was well worth the two-night wait. What a treat. My friend Alex Floroff as the guest. Your wonderful conversation that highlighted his many passions not the least of which is making incredible works of art that are also magnificent magnificent smokers was terrific my favorite pipe is one that alex made me for that uh, made for me that smoked perfectly from the very first bowl it's interesting that your music selection was a piece of classical music as that is another of alex's passions 
at our Chicago club meetings and pretty much whenever we get together, that is almost all he and I discuss. You can imagine that Russian music and artists are high on his list. Yeah, and there's some really good ones too. Uh, Dino writes, I love the music. However, I don't think that was Casals playing. Although the piece was Reverie composed by Casals, I think it was Luis Claret on cello who worked closely with Pablo's brother, Enric. Uh, but the piece by Casals is beautiful. Uh, Dino, do me a favor. Send me some uh, suggestions of music, because you are a library, you're an entire musical library in one moving person. So send me some suggestions of what you'd like to hear over the next couple of weeks. Pick out some different genres for me. Um, he goes on to write, I was at a McDonald's and my bill came to $4.78. I gave the cashier a $5 bill and three pennies. She looked at me, then at the money, and again at me. Looking completely befuddled, she called over the manager to ask how to ring it up. At that point, I was sure she was going to give me two dimes and a nickel as change. Best wishes for the new year, Dino. Hey, Dino, I'm surprised you got change. Maybe she would have just you know quit and walked off. Anyway. And lastly, on uh, Facebook, Lonesome Piper writes in that uh, and said thank you for the radio show and can't yeah, the efforts for that Kevin and I put into the radio show. He also mentioned uh, that he really likes the program because it helps him maintain his English. He is a uh, pipe smoker in Brazil, so hopefully he's not learning too much stupid English from me. Alright, that's going to do it for the mailbag, and in just a minute, rave time. Eck, I wish I had a genie who could make it easy to order pipes and tobaccos online. You don't need a genie, sir. Visit fournoggins.com. They stock all your favorite pipes and tobaccos, and every order gets fast personal attention. Orders are packed carefully and shipped quickly by priority mail. Fournoggins.com Fournoggins.com I can still see you, you know. A bit rusty, sir. Fournoggins.com I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. At Cornell & Deal, we think the best things in life are better with age, and we are passionate about creating the best possible pipe tobacco available. Fueled by this passion, we introduced the Cellar Series, a collection of blends like no other. While the blends in this series are ready to smoke now, each one has been meticulously designed to optimize depth and complexity as the tobacco ages in the tin. Currently, the Cellar Series is comprised of Oak Alley, Chenay's Cake, Joie de Vivre, Old Grove, and Bourbon Blue, but we will be unveiling new additions to this very special series as time goes on. Pick up a tin to smoke now and save a few for later enjoyment so that you can experience all the richness and subtlety each blend will reveal through the years. Cornell and Deal's Cellar Series. The secret ingredient is time. Contact your local or online retailer for information. Cowboy. Cowboy. Wow. 
So here I go, and how many times do I get to say uh, say hooray to the United States Congress and the U.S. Mint? Now this is a shout out and celebration of what the U.S. Mint is doing. They are uh, they're putting out two commemorative coins next year, honoring Mark Twain, his life and heritage. The uh, proceeds, the proceeds from uh, the surcharge that goes with the coins is going to be divided evenly among the Mark Twain House and Museum in Hartford, Connecticut, the University of California, Berkeley, for a program to study and promote the legacy of Twain, Elmira College in Elmira, New York, and the Mark Twain Boyhood Home and Museum in Hannibal, Missouri. Uh, According to this article that Dan Locklear sent me, uh, if the entire issue of coins is sold, it could be well in excess of $1 million for each of those four groups, for each of those four sites. So, if you want to get yourself a, a commemorative Mark Twain coin and help out some folks, here's the one I like. Uh, the silver coin, the obverse side features Twain holding a pipe with smoke forming a silhouette of Huck Finn and Jim on a raft. That's right, Mark Twain is actually smoking a pipe. Uh, The reverse side shows an assortment of characters from his books The Knight and Horse from a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court, The Frog from the Celebrated Jumping Frog of Calaveras County, and uh, Huck and Jim. Uh, The gold coin, if you want to spend a little bit more for the gold coin, it's just got a portrait of Mark Twain and on the back of it a gorgeous steamboat. But really, how many times do we get to celebrate the U.S. Mint and the United States Congress for showing a historical figure exactly the way he should be? Mark Twain smoking his pipe. And uh, for you cigar fans out there, too bad. No Mark Twain smoking a cigar. Anyway, that wraps up this show. Hey, do me a favor. Post any comments you got on the Pipes Magazine radio show page. If you can, please leave us a rating or review on iTunes. We would appreciate that. Get out to a pipe show. Come see me at, uh, hopefully, Chicago Pipe Show. Maybe Raleigh. Don't know yet. Uh, Follow me on Facebook. Like the Pipes Magazine radio show on Facebook. I want to thank Bill Feuerbach for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to the McBaron Tobacco Company. And until next time. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy trails Yeah, yeah, you were funny. You're funny, all right. You're a scream. You ought to get a job on one of those excursion boats.